Got this feeling that everything's about to change. Got this feeling that nothing gonna be the same. Got this feeling that uh, it's a new day and you may not recognize me by the morning. Come on in, everybody. Burgers are sizzling on the grill. We have games and prizes for the kids, dancing over by the DJ, and the freedom poetry reading will begin soon. Thanks. That sign says Independence Day. Isn't it a bit too early to celebrate the 4th of July? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. We're not celebrating the 4th of July. That holiday commemorates America's freedom from England after the Revolutionary War. I know you kids love those fireworks and eating burgers and dressing in your American flag bathing suits on that day. But sadly, a whole group of people did not gain their freedom on the 4th of July. We're celebrating an Independence Day that took place on June 19th, about 150 years ago. That's right. Welcome to our Juneteenth barbecue today. I'm Ms. Amber. Juneteenth is a celebration marking an end to slavery in the United States. Though Abraham Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation on January 1st, 1863, very few people were immediately freed. A full two and a half years later after the Emancipation Proclamation and two long months after Richmond fell, the last enslaved African Americans in Texas were pronounced free people. That momentous date, June 19, 1865, has been proclaimed Juneteenth and celebrated annually ever since. Would you listen to that? The birds are celebrating this day of Jubilee with us. I'm your host, Heidi Illion, and this is Brilliant Mornings. Join us as we ignite a passion for history and learn from the great minds of the past. This season, we explore holidays in the United States, uncovering the lesser known stories of people behind them. Today, we explore freedom at a Juneteenth barbecue where one storyteller takes the mic to tell the true story of Henrietta Wood. Henrietta's dangerous and convoluted journey to freedom teaches us about the many Americans who have not been able to find complete liberty in this nation's history. Henrietta's unprecedented victory in the end gives hope, however, that redemption and freedom can be achieved after all and for all. Gather around, everyone. It's time for poetry and a true story about a brave woman who was forced to flee from freedom at a time when others were finding theirs on Juneteenth. It was bedtime on a quiet Kentucky farm. A scrawny barn cat licked her paws, pitying herself for missing supper. Suddenly, her ears perked up as a bird rustled in a nearby bush. With keen senses, she located her prey, crouched and swatted the unsuspecting robin. The stunned creature dropped to the ground as his captor prepared to devour him, but suddenly a girl appeared in the doorway of a tiny nearby shack. Swift as lightning, she swiped the victim bird from the angry cat's jaws and nestled him in her large hands. Don't worry, Don't worry she whispered. I'll set you free soon. Henrietta Wood 
disappeared inside her one-room home, collapsing next to her mother on their dirt floor. Her tears left drip marks on Mama's tattered dress. Was it the wounded bird she cried for, or was it herself? The baby robin slowly began moving again as it nestled in her skirt wrinkles. How will I live without you? Henrietta whispered. She spoke to her mother, whose mouth twitched as she grasped her beloved daughter, praying, dreading tomorrow, and willing her to remember all she taught her, and most of all, willing her to find freedom. The next day, they would be separated, sold and scattered across the country, for they were enslaved. What does it mean to be enslaved? Well, I explained to my own children that being enslaved in America meant that every aspect of your liberty was controlled by someone claiming ownership over your life. Enslaved people, most of whom were black, and their children were considered owned and forced to work very hard without pay for their entire lives. They were also subject to the whims of those claiming ownership, usually white people. They could be severely punished for the smallest things and bought and sold as animals or other personal property would be. Enslaved families were regularly separated as husbands were sold away from wives and children were sold away from their parents or vice versa, never to see each other again. In the first several hundred years of America's existence, slavery kept millions of Native Americans and Black people in bondage. For the next year, young Henrietta labored long hours each day in a strange new house with a family that treated her harshly. Her strong arms washed floors and dirty clothes and she mended and folded and swept and learned to skillfully sew clothing. Through frosty winter mornings and sweltering hot summer afternoons, whether she felt well, weary, or sick, Henrietta worked. Henrietta's world suddenly shifted again when the French merchant took her to work for him all the way down south in in New Orleans, Louisiana. One who does not own herself can never predict or determine what her tomorrows will hold. And surprisingly, one day, the Frenchman left for France, leaving Henrietta with his wife, Jane Sirode. Mrs. Sirode took Henrietta to Ohio, a free state in the North where slavery was illegal, though slaves could not instantly become free just by crossing into Ohio. They needed to obtain freedom papers. Henrietta, Jane Sirode called her in one day, I'd like to give you your freedom. Henrietta's legs felt warm and tingly and the feeling rose and and filled her stomach and chest and arms until she felt she could spread her arms and fly. Her fingers tingled as she grasped the paper with fancy looking words that stated that Henrietta Wood was free. Henrietta Wood was free as a bird. Well, after her emancipation, Henrietta answered to herself. She could make her own choices. She chose to work cleaning boarding houses and for the first time, she was paid real money. If 
only her mother could see her now, how proud her mother would be. Her own daughter had achieved freedom, finally. Have you ever fallen for a trick? Perhaps someone lied to you and you believed them? Well, one morning, Henrietta did just that. A greedy woman that Henrietta worked for asked her to take a carriage drive into Kentucky for the day. She promised they would be home for supper. Now, slavery was legal in Kentucky, and the plan was really a trap to get Henrietta back into a slave state. The daughter of the woman who had freed Henrietta had paid a group to take her to Kentucky and sell her back into slavery, just so that they could make some money. The evil plan worked, and a man named Mr. Ward paid money to take Henrietta back into slavery. She dared not run, for she knew she could lose her life if she tried to escape. The dignity she'd earned and the happiness that had accompanied it fizzled into a sickening lump in her stomach as her guilty captors continually moved and hid her so that no one could recognize and help her. Henrietta later described this experience. As we drove along the road, the birds chattering among the trees, the crow was calling, the squirrel was running through the woods, all seemed mocking me in the enjoyment of their freedom. Even the horses in the fields came galloping. I seemed to be the worst slave of them all. Henrietta's hopes were kindled for a time when a kind innkeeper's son secretly promised to help her. He kept his word and secured a lawyer to fight for Henrietta in court before a judge, trying to prove that she was actually a free woman. However, one copy of her freedom papers had been destroyed in a courthouse fire and the others by her captors, and, and in the end, Henrietta lost the case. The criminals were acquitted, or in other words, set free, and the free woman now lived enslaved again. When Henrietta received a surprise visit from her mother, she did not even have the heart to tell her that she'd been free for a while. For a time, Henrietta cared for her captor, Mr. Ward's child. But after she fought with his wife, she was forced to move on to one of the worst places for slaves to work. She had to work in a cotton plantation in the deep south of Mississippi. Her fingers, so skilled at sewing, could not pick cotton fast enough for those in charge, and she suffered terrible punishments and was badly hurt. All around her, she witnessed those in charge committing the most horrific and violent actions we could ever imagine. Henrietta said she would have died, but was finally moved to work in the house rather than the fields. And she knew housework well. So this safe environment proved very important for her as Henrietta soon became a mother. Sorrow pierced Henrietta's heart as her newborn son inhaled his first breath and wailed angrily at the world. This was the cry of a child robbed of liberty from the womb. Yet this young life also gave her something to live for. 
At the same time, a different cry had arisen in the nation, the cry of abolitionists and soldiers fighting for freedom. The Northern states had chosen Abraham Lincoln as their president, but the Southern states rejected him since Lincoln did not support slavery. The Civil War began between the North and South, and when President Lincoln demanded that slavery end in his Emancipation Proclamation, many states refused to comply. Henrietta probably never heard about this proclamation, but what she did hear, however, was news that the Yankee soldiers from the North were coming to Mississippi. The Brandon family, which owned Henrietta's plantation, knew that the soldiers would try to free their hundreds of enslaved laborers. So Mrs. Brandon forced Mr. Brandon to walk hundreds of miles into Texas with them. You see, Texas was a state so rural and far away that he thought Union soldiers would never find them. So Henrietta was literally running away from freedom. Many of the enslaved mothers with her left their children behind to be neglected, but Henrietta wisely kept her son with her on that terrible journey. Although she suffered from sickness for a whole year, Henrietta endured and kept her little boy alive. Mr. Brandon forced his hundreds of enslaved workers to stay well hidden in Texas, so they never heard that the South surrendered and that the Civil War ended. They never heard that the slavery was outlawed. And once again, Henrietta technically was a free woman, yet she was kept in bondage. Well, on June 19, 1865, Major General Gordon Granger from the North rode into Texas with his Union soldiers. The news of Abraham Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation over two years before had never reached the ears of those enslaved in Texas. With conviction, he bellowed these words which shook the state. The people of Texas are informed that in accordance with the proclamation of the executive of the United States, all slaves are free. absolute equality of personal rights and rights of property between former masters and slaves, and the connection heretofore existing between them becomes that between employer and hired labor. He advised all of those liberated to stay where they were living before, but work for money now as free people. However, many freed men and women left to find their long-lost family members and joined a caravan which joyfully proclaimed freedom throughout the countryside. You're free, they called to every town and village. You're free! The news of emancipation spread like candles lighting one another on a dark night. You're free! You're free! You're free! Overseers on each plantation lined up their enslaved and astonished them by reading the news of their emancipation or their freedom. On a little isolated farm in Texas, however, it appeared that time had stood still in the early 1800s, and that the Civil War had never even occurred, and that the blood of soldiers had not been shed, and that the abolitionists' hard work and sacrifices had come to nothing, and that the Emancipation Proclamation had never been declared, 
and that President Abraham Lincoln had not given his life for the nation. Henrietta and those enslaved with her labored away, hidden so well from Union soldiers that years passed before Henrietta's overseers were forced to free them. Henrietta recalled, So he called us all up in line and read it to us. We didn't know what to do with ourselves. Henrietta agreed to work for the plantation owner, Mr. Brandon, if he paid her and brought her back to Mississippi. She fulfilled her duty of working for three years, but never received a dime. So at this point, the dependable, responsible Henrietta decided that enough was surely enough. She would no longer depend on those who lied to and took advantage of her. Henrietta packed up her son and traveled back to Ohio. Whenever you're down, out in the cold, faithless and dark, your story's untold. Come take my hand and walk there with me. I know a place where we can be free. She had not stepped foot in the state for over 15 Henrietta had a sharp memory and a conscience that cried out for justice. She found a lawyer to sue that old Mr. Ward, who had kidnapped and enslaved her so many years ago. He'd moved to a different state, but had just returned to attend a horse race. Now, can you imagine Mr. Ward's shock when, as he perhaps sipped a cool drink, studying the horses, a lawyer approached him out of the blue to invite him to reckon with his past sins in a court of law. The trial dragged out for over eight years, but in an astonishing victory, Henrietta Wood won over her former enslaver. Mr. Ward paid her $2,500, which would be about $65,000 today as a penalty. This was meant to cover the time she worked as a kidnapped slave with no pay. Henrietta used her restitution money to help put her son, Arthur H. Sims, through law school. Arthur, who owed his life to brave Henrietta, his mom, enjoyed a long and successful career as a Chicago attorney. The free bird leaps on the back of the wind and floats downstream to the current ends and dips his wings in the orange sun rays and dares to claim the sky. But a bird that stalks down his narrow cage can seldom see through his bars of rage. His wings are clipped and his feet are tied, so he opens his throat to sing. The caged bird sings with fearful trill of the things unknown but longed for still, and his tune is heard on the distant hill, for the caged bird sings of freedom. The free bird thinks of another breeze, and the trade winds soft through the sighing trees, and the fat worms waiting on a dawn-bright lawn, and he names the sky his own. But a caged bird stands on the grave of dreams 
His shadow shouts on a nightmare scream. His wings are clipped and his feet are tied, so he opens his throat to sing. The caged bird sings with a fearful trill of things unknown but longed for still. And his tune is heard on a distant hill. For the caged bird sings of freedom. Henrietta endured a most horrific journey through slavery. Her warrior spirit, though, never forgot who she was. A free woman, though lying voices told her the opposite. Her message cries out to all in bondage today. Claim your freedom. Cast your bondage aside. It is for freedom that you have been set free. Everything's about to change. Got this feeling that nothing gonna be the same. Got this feeling that uh, it's a new day, and you may not recognize me by the morning, cause everything is about to change. Uh, hey, say everything is about to change. Our featured episode poem today is I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings by Maya Angelou, used by permission of Random House. Be sure to see the podcast notes, which tell you all about our amazing cast with links to connect with them, as well as mentioning the primary sources used, because primary sources are priceless. Brilliant Mornings is produced by Heidi Illion with intro and outro music by Matt Graycar. And our opening and closing tracks are by Randy Mason, found on Instagram at Randy Mason Music. Our dynamic cast includes individuals who inspire the world on a daily basis. These include Amber O'Neill Johnston, our consultant and barbecue host. She's a home educator, speaker, and writer and consultant who inspires families around the world with her own journey in creating an inclusive, culturally rich home education using the Charlotte Mason philosophy. She can be found at heritagemom.com or on Instagram at heritagemomblog where she shares her wisdom, encouragement, and a vast collection of resources. We are so very grateful to Ms. Amber for her wisdom and participation in today's episode. Actress Mina Thomas, who presented the true words of Henrietta Wood and Maya Angelou's poem, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings, is currently acting in the show Jesus at Sight and Sound Theater in Branson, Missouri. Damien Sanders, our amazing barbecue host, believes that freed people should free people. Follow him on Instagram at Damien Sanders. A huge thank you goes to our special guest, Sharon Chang, for joining this project as our story narrator. Special guests also include Timmy L, Micah I, and Bella I. What about a generation? Good things on the horizon. Freedom for the kids, that's that horizon. Follow when the lights sound like a wise man. See the opposition and I run right by them. Hit them with a stiff arm like the Hosman. Middle of a big storm, lightning striking. Temperature rising, ask God for guidance. And he told me to flow, so I opened a hydrant. Got this feeling that everything's about to change. Got this feeling that nothing's gonna be the same. Got this feeling that uh, it's
sunny day And you may not recognize me by the morning Cause I've been by a change He advised all of those.